What up? It's Tori. She, her, and hers. And welcome back to a fresh, hot episode of What Do You Bring? Of what do you bring to the table? And um, what's our always saying? Where crazy never sleeps. The stories never end. The crazy never sleeps, and the stories and never the stories end. Never end. Ooh, and it's been a long week, time since the we've stories done that. did not. The stories did not disappoint. The stories did not I disappoint. Got, you no, well, you I had got, a whole week of vacay and self care time to collect some stories. Some yeah. of us were stuck here slaving away at and our nine to five. And these stories though <laughs> are different types of stories. All right, like not you know your huge. These were just, and I, I think my algorithms oh. coming into play because oh, they're giving me some variety, some different coming up. Some oh yeah, lots up. of variety. You know, you've been liking really some like. different stuff, so that you're yeah. you're uh, giving them a different different ideas of who you are. So we have lots of different sides, well, not the same know. sides all the time. It's it's you know? nice to it's nice to change up the side dishes every now and yeah. then. Yeah. You know, you can't always have mashed potatoes. No, you can't always have just rice. Sometimes you got to do a little something else, you know, a A nice little salad, um, maybe a noodle salad. Food, as we're talking, (laughs) I started watching that Netflix, uh, the Taco Chronicles. I think you had talked to me oh, about that. Oh, that's good, huh? Yeah, that's a yeah. good one. Yeah, huh? where they go through the different tacos th- from the yeah. different regions. Doesn't of it give you a better appreciation for the orange cheese hard hard shell taco of America? I, you know, I was like the appreciation was just looking at the complexity as they're talking yeah. about the tacos. Like it's not like oh, you know, marinate some meat and put it on the grill, right? like the art of actually making the tacos and yeah. it just made me my mouth water i did i've never had the tacos in canasta which i'm like oh i wouldn't mind right trying. yeah i wanted to try it yeah i know me too and i'm like me too that looks delish and i wanted to meet the the lady of the tacos i there. know right yeah, yeah. i thought yeah. that was cool so yeah. yeah it's a good show it's a good show yeah um Oh, so you're watching the one from Mexico because they did another. I think there's two seasons, right? Uh, I don't know. This one is uh, all in Spanish. Yeah, but it's all it's tacos all from Mexico, parts of Mexico, right? Yeah, all yeah. tacos. Yeah. So there's a. So I they think go through like each a... taco, and that's the other thing. You would think, how much? Why so many episodes on tacos? Because but they the... go through all the different types of tacos. Because the different regions, like again. Mexicans mm-hmm. are not a homogenous people. The right. different regions eat different styles of taco, eat different styles right. of food. There's other influences in within their cultural stuff. Like people right. don't think they think, oh, you know, taco is a taco is a taco. But like the tacos de canasta, I'd never heard of them either. And they look yeah. fucking delicious. They look good. Yeah. 
And yeah, I was like, I mean, all the way that they obviously, you know, they got to be good. But like they said, a cold tortilla does not make a good taco. Right. And these people have to get those tacos out there piping hot. Yeah. And they sell out. They do. And one of the lady was like, this little basket here carries 250. Right. The way they were putting them in there. And then they yeah. throw, what is that? Hot water broth? Like, what is yes. that? And then seal it up really fast. Yep. I'm like, wow. I need yeah. to try me some of yeah. that. Well, I think there's a, I think it's the same show, but there's an, a version of like the American taco or there's one show about the American taco. And um, because we all make fun of the hard shell, orange cheese, ground beef yeah. taco, right? Everybody yeah. makes fun of it. That's not really a taco. After I watched this, well, one, after I watched that, the one you're talking about, the, all the tacos of Mexico. Yeah. Like you open your eyes to all different kinds of tacos, right? And yeah. so this this other one, um, they're talking about that version of the taco that everybody makes fun of. You have to think back when for, there were first, well, when this was Mexico, right? When that mm-hmm. area, when, and then yeah. when there was quote unquote immigrants from Mexico, because, you know, we're not going to pretend we didn't steal it from, you know, natives anyway. That's another topic. Um, so some of the first immigrants didn't have access to the things they would normally make their tacos with once they came mm-hmm. to America. So they took and found what was similar to, you know, what they would use. And yeah. that's how that hard shell orange cheese ground beef taco started. Oh, really? So it's really wow. a fucking Mexican taco. It's just that this was what the immigrants had to choose from, right? They didn't have yeah. all the things that they were used to making. But nowadays, yeah. we make fun of it because nowadays you can walk into a, a, a store, a specialty store, and get, and even some regular stores now, you know, you can get certain ingredients to make what is, quote unquote, the traditional Mexican taco. Oh. Yeah, so I, I mean. And that's part two? I don't know. Documentary? I, it, I don't know. I think it was like the second season. Because uh, yeah, because the first season was tacos, I think, in Mexico. And then I think this one was tacos in America. So wow. they go around wow. and look at all different places. And I mean, you know, who doesn't love a fucking muchas gracias uh, taco dorado and yeah. all that? It That's a fucking oh, hard that, fried shell yeah. with the fucking beef in there. And the oh, yeah. Oh, who doesn't I mean, love you that? Have to, and, and that's who the thing. Who doesn't love that with some salsa on it? Come on. The now. core tortillas here are by far. I mean, they, they are not even close to what you can get in Mexico. So I could see the only way to eat those damn things yeah. really to make a good taco is right. to fry it up. Yeah. Uh, because the frying keeps the, you know, keeps, right. keeps the, the tortilla form, from, it keeps the, yeah. And then a, a cold corn tortilla is crumbly. Yeah. It's not. Right. Exactly. Supple. If it's fried, you, know, you could. It, it's you a crunch and it's still yeah. together. Yeah. 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 So uh, gave me a new appreciation for it. I'm like, yeah, you know, damn right. Shit. Yeah. How the how the fuck you think we got that Taco Bell taco, motherfuckers? Right. And they and they show this this restaurant that's down in Southern California. I can't remember the name of it. And they make them like that. And they get people coming from like everywhere because it's nostalgic too, right? Like yeah. everybody remembers going and getting like a Taco Bell style taco, you know, the the hard crunchy and um it's cool it's cool it's it's just as good as the other other uh season but it's yeah. more it, it takes a look at all the different american ta- way tacos have been created in america wow yeah and good show murka oh, murka yeah so if you ever want to watch a good 
So food. recommendation corner. <laughs> yeah. A good food. I mean, and I, I'm telling you, I was like, I, I'm not into the carnitas. I, I, they didn't look too appetizing mm. as I'm thinking, mm, oh, yeah, I can't I love, eat all that oh. stuff. Like, yes. <laughs> that's just a, Give it the to me. The ones that kind of got me was the tacos al pastor where I was oh, like, oh, yeah. Like, those, you know, mm. yeah. There I, I wasn't, was like, I think I could, you know, there wasn't a taco on that show it. that I would not eat. I would eat every one of those fucking tacos I show on that. And show. I haven't gone down. Do they did they do anything tacos or pollo? Did they have a, they had to have a chicken taco on there somehow? I don't know. That's I a good question. I, it, they probably have the lengua. Did they do lengua? Yeah, I'm sure there's lengua on there. Yeah. And then the cabeza. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. I'm gonna. Yeah. I'm gonna have to check it out. Yeah. I mean, I start. I watched a couple episodes last night. Got me. It's good. It's good, good. right? And yeah. I like the way that they narrated it. Like it, they narrated it. Well, you first of all, you have to speak Spanish in order for you to know that. So, but in in it, it's like the meat talking. Yeah. You know, the meat is saying, "Don't forget to slap me, bathe me in my marinade, and <laughs> you know." my salt on yeah you know yeah so i loved i love that aspect of it that this meat is talking about what it wants yeah. there's it. a couple of good uh food shows like that on netflix um they they did the one with the the street foods one from um like asian countries oh yeah that one's yeah. pretty good too yeah so they got all these places in in different asian countries where you know that's the street food and yeah. there's this one lady who makes this it's like an egg thing. I don't know if it's like an omelet or what it is, but she's been fucking recognized like Michelin star style recognized, you know, yeah. like, um, and she's just a fucking street vendor, just fucking wow. making yeah. food, you know, yeah. like, and, and it's kind of cool because that one too, most of them are women. So it's kind of cool to see, like, you know, you just see the women are the ones that are doing this, right. Getting yeah. up every day and like, man, they work hard too, motherfuckers. Yeah. They work hard. Yeah, uh, I yeah. For, they work hard for pennies. For pennies, I mean, really. I mean, for pennies. Because this when ain't you no break fancy it down hourly, yeah, like pennies, mm -hmm. pennies. But they yeah. do it, and they just show up every day, and they they have and their regulars, their and they have their yeah. you know, oh yeah, street food, food, yeah, food, for sure. food. Yeah. Um, all right. All right. Well. Got I got a what's up date. To get us going. What's up date? Mm -hmm. So the what's up date, and I can't remember which it was last season where we did the um story, the local story here about Michael Fezer, 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 mm -hmm. where he was the guy that uh, had put in a complaint, right, to bully about racial discrimination at his towing tow right. trucking job right right yeah and the owner who was friends with the westland police. sheriff police yeah um they got to talking and the next thing you know there he's under you know this michael's under investigation for supposed theft yes so all comes down there was no theft uh it but they had arrested him they had in, they had him in jail took him they, arrested him in a felony stop warrant thing right. not warrant but felony stop which yep. for those of you who don't know felony stop is like high risk like guns they, drawn right. 
like all sorts of fucking crazy. And that part was due to because of one of these officers, this Michael Stradley, um, who had said that he that uh, Michael Fieser was involved in gangs, yeah, right? And you know, uh, had gang ties. Right. So he's dangerous. Uh, yeah. We gotta so be dangerous. Careful. Yeah, yeah. So this is the and he was working as a um, trainer at the state police. Yes, academy. Uh, training. Yeah, whatever they call it. So this article came out June eighth. And Michael Stradley, ex-Westland police lieutenant, tied to Michael Fieser case to resign from state police training job. So now, again, we go into the difference between resigning and you getting your rear end fired. Right, exactly. Right? So if you are my shade, more likely you're getting fired. Mm-hmm. Right. You know. But if you have the complexion for the protection... Then you get to then you get resign. to retire and resign yes. or because you know, look at that one lady yeah. that you know that was fired from her job. Remember her because she uh, uh, told another police officer, "Hey, you ain't choking him out today." Right. She right. got fired. Exactly. Exactly. And then we see the other police officers shot the white lady because he was fearful because she comes right. slamming on he the gets door. Sent to prison. He gets sent to prison. Right. But what do those two people have in common? They did not have, not have the complexion for their protection. Correct. So uh, this one comes from the Oregonian. Michael Stradley, a former Westland police lieutenant investigated in his role with Michael Fieser wrongful arrest case, has agreed to resign as a principal police training manager for the state's public safety academy. Stradley was on paid leave for more than a year he is now the fourth officer to face a sanction, that's all, in the fallout from Fieser's 2017 bogus arrest, including one Westland police chief who was fired and another who faces lifetime loss of his police certification. Jerry Granderson, director of the State Department of Public Safety Standards and Training, said he met with Stradley and his lawyer and reviewed the case material. Mr. Stradley is being processed out of our organization, Grand Granderson said Tuesday. Granderson, Stradley, and Stradley's lawyer signed a four-page acceptance of irrevocable resignation agreement that calls for Stradley to step down next Tuesday and, and marks the end of the Public Safety Department's investigation of Stradley. The parties wish to completely resolve this and settle fully and finally all further matters and potential disputes concerning this issue without additional hearings or litigation of any kind, the agreement says. Stradley's lawyer, Sean Riddle, said in a statement that Stradley's proximity to the unconstitutional actions of former Westland Chief Terry Timas has unfairly tainted his reputation and decades of honorable service. Oh my God, come on. Police arrested Fieser in a theft investigation instigated by Timus as a favor for a friend. Police chief's friend was Fieser's boss, Eric Benson, a Westland resident and owner of A&B Towing Company in Southeast Portland. Benson targeted Fieser because Fieser, who is Black, had complained about racist comments and harassment at work. The wrongful arrest spurred a series of city, state, and federal investigations 
and resulted in two civil lawsuit settlements to Fieser totaling more than 1 million. When Stradley worked for Westland, he enlisted Portland's gang enforcement officers to help Westland officers arrest Fieser on February 25th, 2017 on allegations that Fieser stole money from A&B Towing. Stradley told Westlin and Portland officers that Fieser was a gang associate. He also later warned his former Portland police colleagues that Fieser was potentially dangerous when an indictment was obtained against Fieser in November, 2017. He told them that Fieser, quote unquote, had made threats to assault his former boss, Benson, and fellow employees in the past, according to a Portland police report. Stradley had gone to work for Westland Police after retiring from Portland Police, where he worked as a gang enforcement officer. After Fieser sued Westland Police, Stradley admitted in sworn deposition that he hadn't had contact with Fieser for more than 20 years and had no direct knowledge that Fieser had had tied was tied to a gang. Stradley acknowledged that he knew only that Fieser had been seen with gang members two decades earlier and had attended trials of known gang members. Stradley also admitted that he knew of no threats that Fieser had made that would make him dangerous. Stradley's, yeah, Stradley's Westland police, Stradley left Westland Police in 2018 for the State Public Safety Department, which trains and certifies police, corrections officers, and emergency dispatchers. Portland gang enforcement officers didn't question why they were asked to help Westland Police arrest Fieser in 2017, according to Portland's Independent Police Review Office, which investigated the city's police officers involved in the arrest. Instead, the police officers largely relied on the word of Stradley, the office found. And why not? I yeah. mean, if you had a, somebody, you know, a co-worker in the same field saying, hey, because it's like you're always asking for help. So I can understand why sure. there was no questions, right? right. Fieser's lawyer said he has never heard Stradley provide any credible explanation for what appeared to be his false statement to the Portland police about Fieser's alleged threats. Buchanan says he believes Stradley's resignation resulted from a change in administration at the state's police training department. And it goes on and on and on about how they, you know, um, how people, including Michael Fieser's uh, attorney saying, there needs to be criminal charges here too. Right. You yeah. don't just get to falsify a police. You don't, report. yeah, you it's, don't get to make shit up no. and then say, my bad. Like, if sorry. We, yeah. If, and and the fact that, that he doesn't really sound like he ever takes any accountability, right? No. He's not, he's not, again, like what I heard is they're blaming, um, you know, what the, the chief did. Right. You know, he, I was just following orders. It. Yeah. You know, but then he blatantly makes up fucking stories about the dude. Right. And yeah that were lies that could potentially have put him in harm. So much harm could have happened to this guy. Yeah. Up and including to wrongful fucking conviction, right? Which we know we've seen on more than one occasion of a black man. So, you know, if people are like, well, nothing happened, like everything. No, the trauma 
this this is the 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 collective trauma that fucking people experience at the hands of this mm -hmm. fucking racist system. Yeah. Uh yeah. Yeah. So he's gone. Now they said that part of the agreement is if he were to apply for a police law enforcement officer job in the state of Oregon, that their agreement in the contract is that they can disclose why he was. Okay. Why he lost his, his why uh, certification. He, yes. Right. 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 But he could go to another state. Hmm. You mean he could go right across the border into Washington? Right. And, and there's multiple, there's, there's Clark County, there's Vancouver, there's Battleground, there's Camas, there's Washougal, and they, there's and they Richland, there's Woodland, there's, there's enough police forces within driving distance, a uh, commute of Portland that right. he could to totally go up into and they don't have to disclose why. Now, the only good thing about this, I would say is if any, because, you know, we were talking with Mr. Strong about how they investigate do background checks right so the only positive thing is put in michael stradley and google right up should pop all this stuff right which i did because i wanted to see if i could get a picture of this dude and yeah the first i mean the first fucking uh the first fucking story you know is about you know ex westland what you just what, what you just uh yeah. read so yeah. yeah that's true i mean it, it, the the benefit of having someone actually report on this because this could be very easily been a story off to the side you know one one or two paragraphs and then that was it right but fortunately because yeah. yeah. i mean theory. the oregonian isn't always the best at reporting things and they i think believe republican owned um occasionally they got some good series like this where they show and do like multiple reports about the story and ex expose and some follow-up yeah well yeah. this was uh maxine bernstein well there you go so, that's why yeah. she's like yeah. one of the only ones that yeah does doing like investigative that. Yeah. that does that kind of story right that kind of yeah. deep dive into racial justice social justice type stories like yeah that. yeah yeah for sure. Well, shout out so to that Maxine was my, for doing uh, that. That's yeah, your that what's update. What's update? Well, mine's not as 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 great and fabulous and interesting as as uh, yours was, but it's still a what's update. Um, the Kyle and Karen that pointed the guns, the pointed yeah. guns at the BLM uh, protesters, the yeah. couple who waved guns at BLM protesters, pled guilty to misdemeanors. So, oh, guilty, huh? Yeah, they didn't so, want to take it to court for their yeah. um, First Amendment rights. I guess not. They pled guilt, pleaded guilty to uh, misdemeanor charges in court on Thursday and agreed to give up the guns seized during the inv investigation. So not all their guns, just the ones that were taken at the time. Um, but they uh, can buy them back? Well, I'm sure they can buy other ones. Um, let's see. As... Uh, we remember they're the ones that pointed at the they took their guns out when the protesters show up in their in their neighborhood. Um, pled guilty to misdemeanor fourth degree assault for threatening the passerby with an AR-15, and was fined seven hundred fifty dollars. Oh, the husband was. 
Um, Patricia, who menaced and marched the marching crowd with her finger on the trigger of the handgun, pled guilty to misdemeanor harassment and was ordered to pay a $2,000 fine. Uh, both of them understand that they did this in violation of M Missouri law. Um, equitable justice has been served. Um, let's see. The Mark says if he was faced with a similar situation again, he, he would do it again. So no remorse, no like, oh, so behave. There's no behavior change in this, obviously. Um, yeah, because well, so. he he got a lot out of it. He got to be on TV. Oh, yeah. He yeah. got to go to the Trump rally. Right. You know, he got all kinds of little, you know, perks. They'll, out of the they'll whole keep deal. their law license, their law licenses. There's nothing to stop them from buying more guns in the future. And but their plans to auction off or donate the now infamous AR-15 um, were quickly shut down by the judge. Um, so. I guess, you know, that's good because Zimmerman got to fucking sell his gun. So what would they, what were they being charged with that they pled down? Did it they say? did not include what all the actual charges were. Yeah, no, it doesn't say what the original charges were or what, you know, what they pled down to. Well, let's just put it this way. They must have been nervous that they weren't going to win. Yeah. Yeah, that, because if they would have won and they would have collected felonies, there ain't no way you're going to keep your law license. Yeah, that, that they, they I mean, being lawyers that they, they probably. Yeah, they probably realized it. I don't know. I don't think yeah. it's out of like, oh, yeah, we know we did something wrong. No. I, think, I think it's out of, well, let's take this because. Well, they you do know, everything with what can they obviously prove? wherever they live, they a two thousand dollar and seven hundred fifty dollar fine is nothing for them. No. So, no. you know, to me, that's like for them, that's like, oh, well, where do we write the check? You know, kind of thing. Right. There's but no were they the ones talking no about, oh, we're going to fight this conditions. Fight I mean, this. I guess they're not there's no like conditions of probation, so they're not on even any probation or anything. So how do you? I mean, how does that work? You get a misdemeanor and I guess you get to say you just get adios. Time. Yeah, the judge can time say time served. Time served, no other sanction done. Yeah. Wow. Okay. I mean, they got the complexion for the protection. For the protection. Yeah. So right. of course. Of course, you know. Whereas Philandro. Oh, well, yeah, right. Who opened this? I have my <laughs> I have my concealed weapons permit. Yep. My gun is on me. And I ain't pointing at nobody. Right. Yeah. So and and yeah. on top of this, they will continue to make lots of money via Fox News because you know right. Fox is gonna have him on for multiple oh, different yeah. things, multiple different reasons. He's you know, the they're gonna probably do some fucking deal where they're the correspondent and blah, you know, special correspondent, yeah. like yeah. Something. So equitable, yeah. I don't think that's equitable. One, again, I would say <laughs> if I was a Trump follower, you know, I'd be like, you wussied out. How come you didn't you take so? it all the way to court? Uh, you, know? you know what I'm saying? Well, uh, well, we'll see what the TikTokers have to say about them. Yeah, you know? exactly. The TikTokers and the Twitters. The, the Twitters. The, the Twitterers. The Twitters. Um, okay. All right. Well, get this us started. Newsweek woman missing from family since 2010 
found secretly living with lover next door. Get out of here. There's no yeah. way she's next door. A strange series no. of events recently unraveled an 11-year-old mystery. A woman in India reported missing in 2010 was discovered to have been secretly living with her romantic companion located next door to her family's home for a decade. No way. According to the Indian Express, the woman referred only as Sajintha appeared from her village in the state of Kerala when she was just, oh, disappeared from her village in the state of Kerala when she was just 18 years old. Over a decade later, her family had abandoned hope that she might ever be found. However, when the man she ran off with was recently reported missing by his own family, a domino effect of discoveries led back to Sajinta. The saga began in February 2010 when Sajinta reportedly left her home and walked to ooh, somebody's house. <laughs> 500, I guess her lover's house, 500 meters away. There she spent a decade living in a spare single room without the knowledge of, oh, without the knowledge of her lover's other family members with what? whom he shared the home. Get the fuck out According of here. According to his brother, the lover's brother, uh, the lover was an intensely secretive about his spare room. He reportedly kept it locked and refused entry to anyone but himself. And because of his alleged bad temper, the lover's parents didn't push the issue further what? and instead allowing the odd behavior to continue. Sometimes he behaved like a mentally deranged person would turn violent if someone tried to get into his room explained Bashir in the Indian Express. He would even take his food in to eat during the day as everyone was at work. Uh, the lover and Sajinta would have the house to themselves when others were working. Meanwhile, police looked fervently for Sajinta at the time of her disappearance. She reported he didn't have a cell phone and there was no reason for authorities to suspect she might have been with the then 24-year-old, I think his name is Ra Raman, Raman. The couple's secrecy regarding the relationship stemmed from their differing religious backgrounds. They reportedly feared the response they would receive if they were to take the relationship public. Throughout the years, Sajinta occupied herself by watching a small TV with headphones, reported the Indian Express. Because the room was not equipped with a bathroom, she would go through the room's window at night to relieve herself. Come on. The decade-long mystery. You're telling me. You're telling me. She's, this woman she's spent out 10 the years <laughs> in a fucking room, basically probably not much bigger than a prison cell. Right. Pooping out the window. Pooping out the window. With the poopy piled and up. And she like preferred, like, like she ran to that. Like she ran away to be with her lover. We and haven't heard from her apparently. Not yet. Okay. 
Continue. I mean, the decade-long mystery finally began to unravel when about three months ago, Sajinta finally left Raman's house for unknown reasons. The same day Raman reportedly got in a fight with his family and also left. And soon after, his family filed a missing person report on his behalf. Meanwhile, Raman and Sajinta set up in another village, according to the Indian Express. It was there that Bashir spotted Raman by chance and uncovered the couple's secret, thus bringing the mystery to a close. Police brought the couple in front of a court where Raman explained So they he, left, the like they made home. their escape. Based, that, yeah. that, to me, it sounds like maybe they were like, we gotta, like, he's working. I gotta get so much money until we can, you know, leave this. And then they made their escape, but they reported him as missing. Yeah. Okay. Yes. So in front of the court, Raman explained that he hid Sajinta for all those years out of fear that his family would not accept her. However, there's still no answer as to why Sajinta chose to stay in a small room for so many years. What? It sounds more well, like... Well, it must have been love, but it's I, over after. now. And then what's that <laughs> syndrome? The uh, Stockholm syndrome. Stockholm syndrome. Yeah. Yeah. You know, now now you're a tainted woman who's going to want you. Uh, you know, you got to stay with me now. I mean, that see, that's why I think there's so much more to this story that we don't like. Right. You know, again, who's whose perspective is it being told from? We haven't really heard from her. Right. Like we haven't heard her say much. So all we're all we're hearing is from him saying uh, I just didn't want to. I hit her from my family because right because they wouldn't, they wouldn't it. accept her. Yeah, yeah. I'm like, no. I mean, I, I'm not buying it. It. What's I, that? There's this one show. What's that one show about the the mole ladies? They would call them. It was uh, <laughs> what's your Schmidt? name? Yeah, yeah. Unbreakable <laughs> Kimmy Schmidt. Uh, yeah. Yes, that's what this sounds like. Unbreakable. Uh, who um <laughs> who apparently got outed about she was the princess of some uh fucking ball purity ball not purity ball um what is it called um. I don't know. It was it was originally like a white supremacist, wasn't it? It was originally a KKK uh like ball, you know, thing, yeah. debutante ball thing. Um, like many times happen, things change a little bit, and they, you know, it's not the KKK anymore. But yeah, you know, the legacy is probably still there. She yeah. was she was uh voted like princess of one of them back in the nineties, and people people lost their damn minds about it like how could she be uh you know it, it's an interesting you know cancel cultural story culture well, story. yeah and i'm like she was a kid some, she was some people were saying well by then it, it had gone away from the roots no, of where it came from no, you know that's and still there. The was roots still run still by it was run by a different organization and blah 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 and then and people were like, well, and she should know that like even if she was a teenager like she should have known or no I mean if she was a She's either a teenager or in college and um, that she should have known and she shouldn't have accepted it. Like, this, you know, cult, counter, cancel culture dilemma that constantly you happens. Know, crap happened to me that I didn't know. So I, it just was. So yeah. I can't, you know, now I could see if she's today saying I'll do it again, you know, blah, blah, blah. Right. I don't care. You know, yeah. she's still spewing it today. Then I'm like, but again, I haven't heard from her. 
Has yeah, I can't any- remember. I can't remember if she put out a statement or what exactly um, uh, had happened. I think I did read about it and she was mom when I read about it. Yeah. Like so- she hadn't said anything. I'm wondering if that publicist is, you know, sleeping on the job you got to get out in front of that kind of shit you got to hit that hard like (laughs) hilaria you haven't heard anything about hilaria exactly so what's going on there (laughs) nothing Uh, it's as if hilaria nothing never happened to her she's still using her little social media well i have one that just is it's continue it's a continuation in our theme of this topic and you know, these things are going to start happening. So we're going to see, we're going to start seeing more of these more stories uh, about this. And um, so this came, I got this from the daily mail, but it's actually, it's been on NPR too. Um, so I know it's, you know, legit. Um, the Olympics first transgender athlete team, New oh, Zealand sparks outrage after picking a transgender woman weightlifter who competed as a man until 2013 as rival call rivals call it a bad joke. So we've been talking about this subject, right? Mm-hmm. And yeah. so, I mean, eventually this is going to start happening because, yeah. you know, this more is, people are coming is, out, you know, you're going to see it. And one of the big, debates around this has been olympics because they're gonna dominate because the olympics are known from dope for doping scandals just in historically in general right right? like you know not like every country has had an athlete that has doped in some way shape or form right i think i mean I'll, i'll double check but i'm sure there's been at least one incident of I haven't every heard athlete any from which, Mexico which or in, 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 or... In, in, in at least one sport, right? So <laughs> so the, the debate with this, you know, oh, should we allow transgender females to enter the Olympics as on the female track? Yeah. The 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 debate argument against has always been doping. So you're yeah. gonna that you're just gonna start seeing countries that are gonna start um giving their athletes hormones prior to Olympics to get their levels down their testosterone levels down below this. Cause you have to, uh, you have to test within a range of testosterone to qualify. Yeah. Um, yeah. so that's been the argument is like, Oh, you're going to get all these countries that are unethical. They're going to get these athletes. Cause you know, they did it before and Russia did it and East Germany did it. And which there, there was, there was doping of athletes to like with steroids right there's always been that right but isn't that performing enhancing what i'm hearing you talk about well is then that's the, that's the, the arg- argument enhancing. is that is that We're um, stripping that enhancing out right. to give them right what i don't i don't know so, weightlifter laurel hubbard will become the first transgender athlete to compete in tokyo um the New Zealand Olympic Committee announced on Monday that Hubbard would compete for her country at the women's super heavyweight level um, in the upcoming games. Hubbard, who's 43, has com- was had completed uh, competed as a man until transi- she transitioned in 2013, and she um, says she's humbled by her um, selection. Um, I'm grateful and humbled the kind of support support that has been given to me. Blah blah. blah. Uh, but many men are international athletes and health professionals are divided over Hubbard competing as in women's category with claiming 
she will have an unfair advantage and saying that the situation is like a bad joke which makes a mockery of the sport um let's see hubbard uh added pressure face added pressure in the sport after sustaining a, a serious elbow injury in 2018 which she admits would have ended her career if it wasn't for the ongoing support of her fans um so the last 18 months she has shown us all that there's a strength in kinship and community and working together towards a common purpose the mana of the silver fern comes with comes from all of you and i wear it with pride uh, oh, that's what she she said. Um, let's see. Da, 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 da. I wanted to get to the part about um, the IOC policy spec specifies conditions under which those who transition from male to female are eligible to compete at the female category. Among them is that the athlete has declared that her gender identity as female and the declaration cannot be changed for sporting purposes for a minimum of four years. So basically they're saying if you're transitioning and you're identifying as female and you go into the female category, you can't then next, you know. Right. Oh, I'm going to be. You have to wait four yeah. years, right? Yeah. Uh, the committee also announced any transgender athletes would compete as women provided their testosterone levels were below 10 nanomoles per liter uh, for at least 12 months before the competition. And Hubbard met both of these standards. So um, some with the weightlifting community argue that the policy does not guarantee fair competition. Uh, the determining criteria and maximum reading of 10 nanomoles, nano, nanomoles per liter of testosterone is at least five times more than a biological woman. I didn't know that. Um, some scientists have also said that guidelines do a little, little to mitigate biological advantages for those who have gone through puberty as males, including bone and muscle density. Um, despite her eligibility for uh, Hubbard has faced criticism. Um, yeah. 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 So, a lot of people are like, you know, starting petitions and shit saying that she shouldn't be in it because she it's, it's an unfair advantage. Um, anyone that's trained in weightlifting a high level knows that this, um, that bone, that particular bones, this particular situation is unfair in the sport, in the sport to athletes. Cause they're saying that if you go through puberty as a male, your bone density and your mass muscle mass development develops in the as a male which is you know stronger than what the way females bone density and so that gives you an advantage in weightlifting right if you have strong bones and ability to build more muscle mass that they're saying that's an advantage as a weightlifter um, well, how much does it get does the story get to what her top weight so, is that she's lifted compared to the other there there that's a bit of their complaining too because um doo -doo 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 -doo, where does it have her list of i saw it earlier um hubbard hubbard's gold medal wins and she won gold medal in the 2019 pacific games in samoa um she uh what else did she win um do, 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 do. Well, actually, here they have a list. So, yeah. So, in 2017, she began her transition in 2012. In 2017, she set the Oceana record for the snatch 
um, at the North Island Games in New Zealand, competing as a woman. In 2017, she won silver in the World Championships in the United States. In 2018, she got an injury. Um, 2019, she came back and won, uh, broke the record for the clean and jerk um, in the World Championships in Thailand. In 2019, she won two golds at the Pacific Games in the snatch and the overall. In 2020, she won two gold medals at the Roma World Cup competition. Um, and then on 2020, she also set the Oceania record for the snatch in the Australian Open. So she is winning. I mean, well, what's her top weight that she's? Um, well, for her category, well, so like she, in 2019, she got the record for the clean and jerk, which was 154 kilograms. Um, I don't know what that converts to pounds. Um, for and you know that's so that's her in her she she's lifting in the heavyweight category, which so is she's generally anybody over. She's I mean, this will be, be here's here's my thing is I've always said, let's see. And then if and then if there is some proof, right, if you see this like huge takeover right. by transgender females is, in sports, then you're you then, were a power lifter. Yes, I was. How much? I mean, obviously, technique. Right. I mean, is important. Yeah, you have to. Yeah, it's, there's there's it's definitely not just a lot of technique. crap up. I mean, it, a lot of it is lifting a huge amount of weight at one time. Yeah. Um, but yeah, there's definite techniques. There's there's training that you have to do. There's, you know. Is so, there experience? Like, if I wanted to do it, I mean, who would be able to lift more weight if you had more experience than me? You know what I'm saying? Right. Like, if you and I went in and, I mean. You had more experience it's hard to say. I mean, you could Does you, experience count, I guess, is what I'm saying. I mean, I think it had it ha it Yeah, I think it because part of it is mental, right? When you're at the when when you're practicing, you can lift weight, you know, and but we were like we were talking about with disc yeah. golf, when you're in the competition mode, you only have that lift, right? So right. even even if you know, like you lift, like, say, I knew I could bench 225 in the gym, right? Right. And I wanted to get that in competition, but when you're in competition and you got the nerves and, and you know, you only have that one shot, right? I have yeah. multiple times to try to bench 225 in the gym. So I think that skill, there's a skill set that goes along with winning. Yeah. Right. And I want to know, well, here's the other thing I want to know. How much of that did she lift when she was male compared to that would be an interesting question lifting, to see what her weights were when she was lifting as what a male. What was she? What was that? What that was would her be name before. That would be. Uh, I'm gonna Google it. Yeah, hold on. They gave her name prior to. It was Mike or. Um. Do 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 What she? Mike go? Hubbard. Maybe? Was it Mike Hubbard? Um. Yeah, because they dead named her in here, which. I don't know if like she gave permission for that or not, but it was in the article. Um, New Zealand, right? Yeah. Kyle, was it Kyle? Well, I'm 
I did Mike Hubbard and up pops the Laurel Laurel right. Hubbard. It, you might have a hard time finding it because her name is um Laurel. But I wanted to, oh, I Laurel. thought I thought this uh, article had given what she competed at before. And why wouldn't they give so Wikipedia, why wouldn't Wikipedia give the name that she was born? Because it's dead naming and you're not supposed to do that. Oh. Well then how can we not find this stuff now? Like now I don't know what oh, so it says the presiding judge also ordered that Hubbard's name be suppressed to avoid distressing publicity. Yep. So anyway, so, I don't know. You know, it would be know. It, actually that would be good to know to see um what what her lifts were when she competed as a man. Because right. if they'd gone down, then she still might be able to lift more than but is she is she like are are they going more towards the direction of what the other top because she's are. gonna have to make like here's the thing is well i guess even the argument is again people are saying well people will just take hormones for that specific period of time to get their nano mole moles to a lower level right you know what i'm saying yeah. like and then once competition over they'll just stop and they'll stop the estrogen and they'll go back to you know so that's the argument in all of this like we but that, that's it. not taking in consideration the trans person. That's taking in consideration right. a competitor. Right, exactly. Like, you know, trans isn't about a competition. It's about who I am as a person. Now, you might get the scattered few that might be in there because there is no, you know, there's not going to be a... There's not a genitalia the, test. Like, they're not going to yeah, say, and show us your genitals. They're literally taking somebody that's trans isn't going to be sneaky or right. want to be sneaky or do, you know, but overall, Again, the, the, the thing is, yeah, nobody, no, nobody's saying that a country might not do something shady, right? Like, right. In, in, or that a, an athlete would do something shady. Right. Exactly. Um, but again, but we don't have the proof yet. So yeah. to my thing is like, you've not shown me any evidence thus far to think that. So and let's just say in let this her play, sport. you know, let yeah. her compete. Let's, let's just see say how in she this does. Sport, let's see how right. she does. And let's just say in this sport, they find yes, she doesn't like she's going over and beyond what your top female heavyweight lifters could lift. So right. let's say she's lifting 300 when the next top top one is at 220. Like, you know yeah. what I'm saying? Like, right. that's a that's a big difference. Mm -hmm. But if she's close to what the others are doing, mm -hmm. then the others, that means the others are constantly challenging themselves to right. put more weight on. Right, yeah. So they could, you know, they're at their top peak. Right, exactly. So, but we'll see. We'll see. Once she's in competition, once, you know, um, it's one lift, it's one chance you know and like, she busted her arm yeah exactly so she's got an injury there that you know as much as she because look at uh i was thinking like tiger tiger woods yeah you know when he when he started to get injured he he couldn't play the way he used to play yeah. like he he yeah. had to modify his game completely in order to keep playing you know, yeah. he wasn't hitting big, long, huge drives like he used to, you know. Yeah. Um, so 
we'll see. We'll just see what happens. But um, I found it interesting that it was in weightlifting because, you know, um, that was one of the that was one of the ones that they you know were talking about in terms of disadvantage or potential advantage and bullshit and stuff like that. So we'll see. We'll see what happens. Well, good to luck. be continued. To be continued. Yeah. To watch maybe, the games this uh, maybe in if, July. You know, yeah. if she's a superhero in the weightlifting, she'll take a dive so that you know nobody's all like, <laughs> "I told you, no trans." You know, all this ban across the board. Like, just take a knee. I mean, it'll, it'll be in, it'll be interesting to see um, if she doesn't. You know, if she gets a because again, it's the Olympics, right? You get to right. that level. And granted, she's had some wins recently, so she's probably coming in on a bit of a high in that sense. But yeah, it's the Olympics. Yeah. You know how many people uh, have gone to the Olympics and like fucking choked out? Like, of course, there's that the one, Olympics. The, the one decathlon dude. Oh, he was U.S. Oh, I can't yeah. Remember what his Dan name. and Dave. The, yeah. the whole Dan and Dave campaign. Yeah. Yeah. Dan, yeah. Dan Johnson or Dan, Dan Jensen. Yeah, one of them didn't. Yeah. didn't even reach the level that he was supposed to yeah. be doing yeah but they both yeah. had their little ad on the yeah yeah i'm a few degrees of separation from that dude oh really yes uh i Speak used to work that. for a department in a um, county here in oregon who's one of our uh one of the managers daughter was married to that dude really which one the one that petered out <laughs> really yeah like all of a sudden he just disappeared right yeah yeah but what but, but, i mean now i'm just talking to you i'm just talking shade now yeah um but it's okay what it's do you time. know this it's guy tea time folks tea guy time. would drop that little nugget in at any opportunity he had to say he his was in daughters his daughter is married to Don blah, Johnson blah, blah, blah. or Dan Dave Johnson or whatever. Blah. Yeah. The really? the one that didn't I, make it. The one right. that and then I'd the be one like, Peter why out. are you doing that? Yeah. Because he didn't make it. Right. Right. Why like, are you doing didn't that? Make it. Exactly. Yeah. Like nobody you need to be quiet about it. Yeah. People could forget about it. Right. He could live his regular life, exactly. but you're bringing it up. It brings my yeah. recall of he didn't make it. Yeah. Yeah. Like he didn't do what he was supposed to do. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was well. I, he was an old racist anyway. So you know, I, know. I guess I don't. I shouldn't speak too ill upon the dead, but um, he's a fucking sexist racist dude. Ooh, I'm not quite sure. I think he was the the mixed one, right? That didn't make it. He looked um, mixed. You can't call people mixed. Um, Dan O'Brien. Um, let, let me look up a little. I think it because one of them. No, they come from the same town. I don't think so. What was the other guy? Dave Johnson. Dave Johnson. Yeah. Um. Yeah, Dave was the one that didn't make it. 
Yeah. Dave was the Dave one that Johnson. didn't make it. Yeah. Yeah. Cause they had the great chance to meddle in the decathlon. Yeah. Yeah. And there was a whole, that was a whole, it was a whole campaign and everything. $30 million campaign. Yeah. And then wow. He, yeah. They did not do. And what... I can't remember what he didn't, he just didn't show up. I think he didn't show up for one of the events or something like that. Oh, I don't remember all, all that. I just know he, uh, he didn't, he didn't uh, compete at the level that they expected. <coughs> they expected him to the hype. He didn't live up to the hype. Basically, yeah. is what he didn't live up to hype. And so that's what I'm saying about this girl to circle back around our story after we took that tangent. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah. She will feel the same amount of pressure, probably more now because of this whole, like, you know, all of this press about how she should or shouldn't be in the Olympics, you know? So she's mm -hmm. going to go in with that mental game, you know? So she's going to have to be on her mental like game is going to have to be on for her to compete and win, you know? Um, so we'll see. I, yeah. I'm, I'm going to pay attention. I'm going to, I'm going to, I like watching the, the summer Olympics. I, I prefer summer. Well, I prefer summer. There's a lot more activities that I like to watch yeah. than winter. Yeah. 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 yeah, so so what it was was it was O'Brien. He failed to clear any height in the pole vault. He missed all three attempts at 15, 9, and was done. Just like uh, that. Yeah. His Olympic. What does 15-9 mean? Do you know? In the Isn't pole, like, like 15, he all like 15 feet? Yeah, I think so. Nine to fifteen feet? Fifteen to no, ninety? I don't know. I don't know. But he didn't make any of them and he didn't, was done. Didn't make any of them. Wow. None of them. Wow. Like, how do you you train? That's a choke. Years. That's a choke right there. That is and a you choke. don't make one? Yeah. Oh. That, that'll crazy. crush your soul. So he's the one, huh? Throwing yep. Jade. All right. Yep. Yep. He was well. Oh, uh, we always heard about it. Ugh. God, oh, my son-in-law, my, you know, my son-in-law, my son-in-law was in the Olympics with my son-in-law. It's like, oh my gosh, dude, nobody your son -in -law fucking didn't your son-in-law choked. You don't want like, <laughs> you know, he was there for about five minutes. Yeah. Like <laughs> shit. I mean, granted, yes, he had to do all the work to get there, but damn to not even make one. On, <laughs> yeah, son. it was a big choke. On, it wasn't son. like. You know, like he made a couple and moved on to right. the next. Exactly. Event. Yeah. He and just had some bad scores, first. you know, yeah. like some, like, yeah. you know, that he his long jump all. was shorter than, than expected. Right. Yeah. Like he didn't even fucking make it. Didn't even clear it. <laughs> Come on, dude. Didn't pass the first hurdle. But that's what Ms. Laurel is going to be facing is that. Like, yeah, the hypes. You, the, you are the hype now. People are going to have their eyes on you. Um, and there are going to be haters there. So yeah. either you're going to step up your game and win or you're going to choke. So right. We'll see. Crazy. We'll see. All right. I got one. Okay. What you got? Newsweek again. Huge venomous snake found in child's toy basket. Hell <laughs> to the no. Oh, oh no way. A Fuck huge you. Venomous snake was 
has been found inside a child's toy basket filled with dolls in Australia. See, Australia. No, no, no. They're creeping in everywhere. No. (laughs) Stuart McKenzie with Sunshine Coast Snake Catchers 24-7 posted a video of the potentially dangerous find on Facebook. The incident occurred at a home in Maracaidor, a coastal town in the state of Queensland, Eastern Australia. When I arrived, I saw the situation. It actually sent a shiver down my spine, McKenzie wrote on Facebook post. The two younger daughters and their mom were playing in the girls' room and went to take a few toys out of the toy basket when they uncovered a large, fat, red-bellied black snake hiding in there. Fuck that. Wow. That's what I'm saying. Red-bellied black snake known scientifically as blah, blah, blah. I'm not even going to pronounce it. I'm not a scientist. (laughs) Are found across the eastern portion of Australia. While the bite of a red belly can cause serious discomfort and potentially even require medical attention, the species is less venomous than many venomous other snakes in the country. Because oh, we have so pre- many of them in Australia. Like, there is a perception that the snakes are a danger to humans, but red bellies tend to be shy and will generally only deliver a serious bite if they're experiencing severe molestation, <laughs> according to the Australian Museum. <laughs> Despite this, red bellies are responsible for a number of bites every year, in part because they are among the most frequently encountered snakes in the easternmost parts of Australia. In fact, they are found in urban areas. Oh my gosh. And then they show the basket. It's just like a like a a woven type basket, you know, that maybe comes up to the right. thigh. Yeah. yeah. And it's all filled up with toys. Can yeah. you imagine the kid wants to get down there at the bottom? Fuck no. The venom can result in bleeding and or swelling at the site, nausea, vomiting, headache. But what would it do to a little kid? Right, yeah. Children and pets are at greater risk from bites due to their smaller size. There have been no confirmed human deaths. Okay, no confirmed. Okay, you see what? This is what we talk about clickbait. You know, they make it sound so scandalous. A huge venom. And then they come out and to then there's no, like no confirmed deaths. human deaths. They're not. They're it's actually not as, not as bad. It's kind of <laughs> like a bee sting. Right. I don't care. Still, still. Oh, yeah. I, still. I couldn't do it. Yeah. I, I I can't I I don't know I hear Australia is beautiful and the people are wonderful but I honestly don't think I could ever go there no there's too many because things creeping everything is fucking poisonous and venomous and creepy crawly spiders snakes the crocodile everywhere the, yeah they're like like why and they're huge everything grows yeah, exactly. to be ginormous exactly yeah no thank you no thank you i saw this fucking tiktok video of the um it's called uh a a gabon snake i believe a gabon gabon viper right Mm. and somebody made a tiktok video of it uh crawling along along the ground Mm -hmm. and the way its pattern is when it um when it crawls across the ground it looks like a centipede oh really yeah 
So you think it's just like a fucking centipede, like moving along. Yeah. But it's like one of the most fucking venomous snakes. Like, and what is that? What are they? Who are they trying to lure? Birds? Yeah. Yeah. OMG. And it is, yeah, it is the, it's a, fortunately they're in the rainforest. I really have no plans in this lifetime to, 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 to head out to the rainforest. Um, yeah, it, it's, it's venomous. It is, um, has the longest fan fangs of any venomous snake up to two oh inches long. Gosh. Um, the highest, second highest venom yield of any snake after the King Cobra. Wow. Yeah. No, thank you, ma'am. No, yeah. thank you. No, thank yeah. you. I'm okay with our Antifas and... <laughs> Oath keepers here. <laughs> They're the most dangerous. I will take a protester any day over a fucking Gabon viper. Um, <laughs> all right, you got a story? I do. I'm I'm gonna just stick with the sports theme. Uh, this is from Insider.com. This is a pretty big freaking like I don't know. How, I guess I guess they're just not going to let fans in. So all Mexico soccer fans are banned from the World Cup qualifiers because of homophobic chants at previous events. What? So uh, Mexico soccer fans won't be allowed to attend the World Cup qualifiers because they used homophobic chants in previous events. The FIFA disciplinary committee announced that the Mexican national team will have to play its two upcoming World Cup qualifier matches against Jamaica on September 2nd and Canada on October 7th in an empty stadium. Mexico fans used homophobic chants at the Olympic tournament qualifiers against Dominican Republic and the U.S. in March. The team will also be found fined seven seven. $73,000. Uh, Mexican Football Federation President Yon de Luisa addressed the sanctions during a press conference on Friday. Let's stop now, please, de, Lu de Luisa said. The explicative chant, the the chant is discriminatory and is moving us away from the FIFA competition. To those who think it's fun to yell out, I have news for you, it's not. The fan ban is the strongest sanction ever to ever taken against Mexican national team, and there may be more on the way. FIFA is still investigating incidents that happened during the Confederation of North American of North Central America and Caribbean Association Football Nations League games in Costa Rica and in U.S. earlier in June. Mexico fans broke out in a homophobic chance during both of those games, which forced officials to pause the games and issue warnings in the stands. Uh, the committee launched an anti-discrimination campaign in March aimed specifically at combating homophobic chants, but it seemingly made no difference in the behavior of Mexico fans then the games, when the games came around. FIFA announced its own disciplinary code to combat offensive chats, chants by spectators in 2019. According to the code, officials are meant to give away warning to spectators of offensive chants if offensive chants are used, but if they continue, then the officials must abandon the match and the players sent to the locker rooms. Mexico fans have a long history of using homophobic chants, and as a result, in multiple fines and threats to the national team over the years. There is debate over the chant as the Spanish word has several meanings. One of the meanings is a slur against gay men, which De Luisa said is all it should 
all it should take to avoid using it. For, me, for many years, that was the debate for us at the Mexican Federation, said DeLuisa, said, said DeLuisa, uh, that is no longer the debate. If it's discriminatory, we should avoid it. Um, so no fans. Wow. That's, I was, I was surprised. Like, that's a pretty big deal. Like, you're just like, nope, you're going to play without fans. That's, but doesn't that punish the, the, the visiting team too? Because how are they going to differentiate, differentiate between fans? That's, that's, I mean, yeah. So, so, so if I'm a Mexican citizen and I don't like my Mexican team, I want to, I'm there for the Australian team. Right. Whoever they're Does playing against. I'm getting kicked out. I mean, that's what I'm saying is that they had, did they have to or say do they have empty sides? stadium? Do they divide the stadium? Well, I mean, yeah, generally there's like a, you know, in most stadiums, there's like kind of the visitors and home team sections, you know, um, but how Maybe it, that's how they, I mean, I guess you could, I guess if you showed up and started cheering for Mexico, then they'd, you'd have to leave, like kick you out. Or is it literally just going to be an empty stadium? And so then the, you know, then the visiting team loses out too. Uh, and then the money they're going to, they're willing to lose out on the cash. That's surprising. Right. Because you a portion know? of that, a portion of that money is going to go to the Olympic Federation or the not Olympic, but the world cup Federation FIFA, you know, so. Somebody's that's a, gonna be that's a big deal. Cash. I mean, that's like a, well, that's what we said with the uh, NASCAR, right? Yeah, you know, <laughs> but they'll yeah they'll end up they'll yeah, it'll 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 be it'll balance back out somehow. They'll 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 be back. I mean the they, fans will they be back. always do. The cash yeah. is always gonna you know win. Yeah, and Somebody I mean it, yeah, it's just a, it's just a ban. It's just you know um it's not gonna stop people from saying it. No, maybe Whatever in it, mass. Did it say what they were saying? Oh, they say the word puto. Like when a um like to taunt the other team, they they shout that that word over and over again. Well, I always suspected that one was more of, you know, the F word. Well you know. also like they're saying it's also a gay slur, so yeah. um yeah. I don't know. Oh well I guess yes. I mean as I'm going through those you know, I've heard it in, you know, yeah, in both ways. Yeah. So, so saying you're a MFer. Yep. You know. So no fans in the stands, Mexico. Wow. wow. Well, hopefully, uh, Mexico, you get on I'd board. I'd be pissed. I would be pissed though if I was a fucking fan, and you know, I didn't, I didn't partake in that chant. You know, like I'd be pissed. I'd be like, "You motherfuckers!" Yeah. But obviously, it's an it's enough it's like that bigger, it's audible, yeah. right? It's like, yeah, it's, it's not like, like a little you know, tiny like wave, right? You know? Yeah, it's Ooh. like yeah, it's like in any sporting event where yeah, um, it's not like one or two or yeah, there's it. like a whole fucking section, especially when you're talking about soccer, like right. It's got to be the whole section in order yeah. for you to really right. to for the uh, down on the, the field noise is so yeah. freaking loud. Yeah. Like, yeah. And everything has to be in unison. Right. Exactly. So, yeah. It, yeah. It's more than just 
10 people. But I'd still be pissed if it wasn't me. Be like, you yeah. motherfuckers. <laughs> <laughs> Shut the hell up. Okay, you ready for my last story? Okay, bring it on. I saved the best for last. Uh-huh. Are you ready? No. New York Post just came out. Birthday girl whose eyelid was ripped off by Chihuahua comes ah! to sue lash technician. I feel attacked. I feel attacked. <laughs> I'm triggered. <laughs> I'm triggered right now. <laughs> Why are you picking and up you the Chihuahuas? Thought, look, you <laughs> thought Miss Daisy was bad. This blows Miss Daisy out the water. <laughs> a birthday girl whose eyelid got ripped off by a lash technician's chihuahua has threatened to sue her for refusing to pay medical bills. That's where I'm like, girl, you need to pay your med- the medical bills. Yep. Yeah. Kelsey Salmon says the technician has not checked in on her once since the horrific attack and has even blocked her. Oh and now she God. just wants her to own up and cover the costs. Salomon 23 from Atlanta, Georgia had wanted to get her eyelashes did for, <laughs> I just did that, her eyelashes done for her birthday and a long planned vacation to Hawaii, but ended up spending her special day recovering in bed after undergoing surgery to have her eyelid reattached. After Damn. finding... <laughs> This gets gross, okay. After finding her unusual, after finding her usual technician was fully booked, the 23-year-old instead found an alternative uh, on Instagram, a decision she soon came to regret. Moments after her beauty treatment finished, the technician's dog, which she had been stroking happily earlier, lunged at her in an unprovoked attack. Horrifying photo shows Salmon's entire eyelid lay discarded with her brand new extensions still attached while other images show her looking at the camera with her entire left eyeball exposed oh my god that's gross the sales development representative ended up spending her birthday Ugh. waiting hours in the hospital before she underwent emergency surgery to reattach the flesh, leaving it sewn shut for 10 days. Someone says she wants the heartless lash tech to take responsibility, starting with covering a mountain of medical bills. But instead, she says the woman has blocked her. She hasn't reached out to her even once the woman's chihuahua jumped up and bit off salmon's eyelid complete with her new, <laughs> complete with her new lashes salmon wanted to make it clear that that she's not trying to get rich with the lawsuit she just wants her medical bills paid this being the only this being her only reason why her family might sue the lash tech but the medical bills won't be cheap salmon estimates a total could be 20,000 to 30,000 based on two ambulance trips she already has taken and the reattachment surgery. She says, I've not heard from her at all. The last I knew she's blocked me. So she's not reached out or checked on me at all. Asked what she would say to the lash technician. If she could, she says, if my dog bit somebody's eyelid off, I would 100% be checking in on them every day. 
it's pretty heartless to not even care to ask how I'm doing. I kind of don't want her doing lashes anymore. That would be my own request with the lawsuit thing. I don't even care about getting my money. I don't need her money. I just want the bills paid because I'm tired of my parents having to pay. <laughs> oh, over the last four God. years, I've probably been to the hospital over a hundred times and that adds up. I don't want another huge financial burden on, on them. Wait a minute. Why have you gone to the hospital a hundred <laughs> times? Are you not and taking what? care of your post-op? Like, are you and getting I'm infections? Like, and why is it on them to take care of your Yeah, aren't bills? you 20 some years old? Asked whether she thought the chihuahua should be put down. Salmon says, super iffy about it. Being a big animal lover, but she also understood how grave the consequences could be if the dog were to strike again, especially if it were a child. The dog was put in quarantine to check for rabies and to see how it behaves with other dogs. Meanwhile, medics have warned that Salmon's eyelid will take up to a year to heal. TikTok videos Salmon made about her ordeal in which she understandably dubbed is the worst last extension experience went viral. She said it took place at the girl's apartment and this was the first time I'd ever met her. The okay. living room was empty. Okay, wait, aside wait. Aside from a last Ta time out. 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 You got your eye extension or eyelash extension appointment off of Craigslist or Instagram. Facebook Marketplace or Instagram. Instagram and went to a person's home. Home you didn't know about. You didn't know that was obviously probably wasn't licensed. Now I'm not saying, hey, like there there are underground barbers and stylists and all sorts of things, right? Like, mm -hmm. and I'm, hey, fuck capitalism, do what you got to do, you know. But if you didn't know this lady, no, like it would be different. Like, like your friend knew this, like vouched, like, oh yeah, she's she's, you know, everything's legit, blah blah. Like, you kind of put yourself into a situation where you accept a certain liability you're in somebody's Ooh, fucking customer yeah uh that would be that would be you the homeowner the renter you're the one that's taking on the liability yes and you know what you're going you're going to some well i would be more apartment. concerned i might go to some serial killer who's gonna you know yeah you could chop yeah. me up to bits right let me get but this as far right as who has a liability is that eye technician. Well, but here's the story that she says. She goes, I lay down to get started and I could hear the dog barking in her room. This chihuahua runs in. So somebody must have let the dog out. Oh, this chihuahua okay. yeah. runs in and jumps up on the bed. I started petting him. Everything's fine. Eventually she finished with the lashes and I sit up. The dog's sitting on the floor. I look down at him and he's just staring at me. Then out of nowhere, it happened so fast that I didn't have time to pull back. He jumped up, bit me in the face and broke my eyelid off. It happened so fast at the time, I didn't know what he'd grabbed. There was blood everywhere. I was trying to catch the blood saying, what did he grab? My eyelid was on the floor and the girl ah! picked it up. I looked at myself in front of the camera and that's when I started freaking out. 
I'm so lucky he didn't grab onto my actual eye because it could have been a thousand times worse. <laughs> my bawling my eyes out. She gave me a dirty blanket off the floor to stop my bleeding. She's calling the ambulance. I'm calling my mom to meet me at the hospital. When I get to the hospital, I ended up waiting for like seven hours. They didn't have any ocular plastic surgeons at this hospital. My paramedics had wrapped up my eyelid in gauze and put it on ice, the nurse felt adamant that nothing could be done. I ended up leaving to go to another hospital, uh, didn't go into surgery until 1 a.m. My mom sat next to me the whole time. Um, I didn't know how she did that, feeling it was bad, but watching it could be, it could have been worse. I was in and out during the attachment process. It felt like half an hour to me, but I was later told the operation took two hours. Uh, the eyelid is recovering well, but could take up to a year to fully heal. Mm, mm, well, mm. that's what you get for going and getting those stupid eyelashes. I'm like, you know what? Maybe the chihuahua <laughs> was trying to help. You know, maybe the right? chihuahua saw that caterpillar snake. And thought, oh my God, there's something on your mama, get it off I you. gotta kill it. <laughs> right? And tried to help. Just that, trying to help. Just trying to help just, out. Just trying to help. And I'm like... I mean, are they, is a chihuahua that quick to do ninja moves like that? Oh yeah, they like quick. you're sitting up. Oh yeah, they jump up. Yeah, I mean Daisy's pretty fucking quick. Like she she can go from zero to sixty after that cat. Yeah, and do ninja moves because yeah. you know when you're well, sitting up and you're you looking know, she, down at the cat at the dog. Yeah, no, she's she, sitting on the bed. Yeah, she uh she's not as agile as she used to be, but you know this one must have. She's been, like man. parkour, man. She's because you could see. I mean, she would have to crawl up the chest to get to the face. That's why I was thinking. Like, I feel like there might be more to the story. Maybe she leaned down towards the dog and was like, you know, because she said she said everything before that was fine. She was holding it, petting it, everything was fine. But then you got him, you, you're coming out with those big old fucking flop, 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 yeah. you know, hey, doggy. And, you know, right. the dog's like, what the fuck? And defending me. Yeah. Like <laughs> defending itself from the fucking yeah. giant caterpillar fucking shit to come on his way. Like, yeah. Uh, I don't, I don't yeah. get the new, I don't get the new trend with these lashes, the lashes though. These they're, they're out of control. They're they're It's too much. <laughs> It don't look natural. Like, it don't look natural. And um, I, I mean, I would get them, except I did get them one time. Um, But my problem has always been, I don't want to be a slave to a salon of any sort, whether it's waxing. Yeah. I, I just don't want to have to go in every freaking two to three weeks. Yeah. That just, I mean, I got better things to do with my time. And I, money. I, right. I mean, and I don't know. I mean, I have to literally take the time to look at myself to enjoy how much cash I'm putting on my face. Right. I, so I don't, I'm not getting any benefit. Right. So, I don't, I just think they pass. look, I, I just think they look, I mean, I just, I've not, what I'm seeing out there now, I do not. Think it looks good. 
I maybe I'm being judgmental. I'm being a bad feminist right now because I should just support women uh, doing whatever they want that makes them feel beautiful. But to me, for you, it, looks it wouldn't work for you. Ridiculous. For me, it's not gonna work for me. It just it's too it's go they're going too long. I guess is my issue. Oh, like, yeah, I don't yeah, mind yeah, like yeah. okay yeah you got really sparse ones you wanna you wanna go through all that like Make you said every two fuller. weeks right to fill yeah. them out a little bit. I mean, but these bitches are choosing like long, like blah, 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 blah. Like that's not even in nature. Like that's yeah. not real. Like that's, yeah. blah, 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 ah. that's just asking for a dog to jump that, up and see, snatch your exactly. eyelid off. I want to. Can you rah. imagine if that dog was bigger? She's lucky it was just a chihuahua. Oh, right? Fucking <laughs> half of her face would be gone. Oh. Ugh. We, we had stories on that. that we have, yes, we have. Ugh. Lessons learned, ladies. Go to salon right. where well, no animals are around. Um, I have one more. Um, and only because it reminded me of a story that you did that oh. was about a bunch of pennies. Um, oh. remember the one you did about the guy about paid his final check in pennies? Yeah. Yep, I know so, which one you just brought up. Yeah, so this is the from child the child support hill. payment. Yeah, the daughter I donates eighty thousand k child support pennies, eight no eight thousand child support pennies, eighty thousand sorry eighty thousand child support pennies dumped outside home by estranged dad. The girl and her mother donated the eight hundred dollars in pennies to the strange that her for strange father dumped on their Virginia yard for his last child support payment my mom came out and was like what are you dumping in my yard um 18 year old avery sanford told wtvr she didn't know who it was who it was until he shouted it's your final child support payment yes motherfucker too you That's just what know I'm you just know his douchey ass narcissistic yeah. uh ass. home footage uh home security footage and then Chosen unidentified man pulling up in an SUV with a trailer attached to emptying contents into the front lawn of the at, on May 21st. The interaction between Sanford's mother and the strange father can also be heard. Following the incident, the family and their friends picked up the 80,000 um, pennies and donated them to a local charity, Safe Harbor Shelter, a support center for survivors of sexual and domestic violence and human trafficking. They were unable to turn such. They were able to turn such a negative experience and what the daughter witnessed into a positive. Executive Director Kathy Esther told the Washington Post, "They found a way to turn this around and not feel devastated about it." Um, Sanford's story reportedly inspired others to help out as well with a shelter saving, saying they received more than five thousand dollars in donations this week. Good for that. Yeah. Girl. Like, I mean, what a here, fucking douche. That's what I'm saying. What you, a douche. You think it's a burden oh. to take care of your fucking child? Yep. Or, or Ugh. you couldn't even hold that rage to when it's perhaps not about your daughter you. wasn't yeah. around. Right? Like, yeah. You are a. That's why mm. you got mm. divorced. Yeah. Let's just leave it at that's why you are single and yeah. who knows what your relationship with your kid is going to be now. Right. Exactly. You had a, you had an opportunity 
to be part of your child's life or not be part of your child's life. You chose not to be a part of your child's life. Yeah. You chose your You petty. chose rage. You chose Ooh, uh, revenge. You chose Over resentment. your responsibility as a Over, parent. Like, it, it's one thing. You don't like your ex. You don't like the yeah. mother of your child. You can't stand that person. You keep it amicable. And you take care of your duties as the fucking parent. As a dad. Like you fucking take care of your duties. But <laughs> you know, they want it, they want it both ways. Yeah, they want they, uh, they no abortion for you. Right. But exactly. But let we're me not, gonna, not have any yeah. responsibility for my part in it. Yeah. We'll we'll keep you connected as close as possible to the right? user. Exactly. So he could torture you for the next 18 years. Oh, what a dick. You know, he, that what was just dick. one incident of what it Oh, right. Yeah, exactly. Asshole. Right. Yeah, exactly. You know, exactly. There's probably multiples. The lady would probably tell us all kinds of right? painful stories. Exactly. Yeah. And, and, and stuff she probably kept from the daughter, right? Oh, the, yeah. That she was able to oh. shield from, from the daughter, right? Yeah. And then this fucking... Yeah, and then he thought this would be so funny and so cute. Final payment. Fuck you. Gosh. Oath keepers are waiting for you. (laughs) Right. (laughs) Pad boys have a space on their (laughs) roster for you. You douchebag. Well, back on track only to potentially, I don't know if we're going to record next week. Are we recording for next week? Oh. We we might not have a show next week. We'll, well not a see. new one. We'll put well, up we'll a, do a replay. We'll do a, a replay. repeat. Or yeah. we might I might post later than 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 normal. Yeah. Because we there's we some windows. There's some windows that we can uh no, that's we not next be... week. That's the week after. Oh, that's the week after. But I'm gonna be What's on vacation next week. next week. So oh, okay. Yeah. We don't so, know, listeners. You'll get what you get when it's when posted. You get it. But that'll be something you'll see you know, what you get stuff. when it's posted. We got two years worth we of got old, old vintage stores that stories and out there clickety, clackety, that we know? could just pop one in there and just you know and reminisce, go down memory lane with us. Yeah, you know, and, what's that? Uh, uh, yeah, it's gonna be a, a repeat, but it's not called repeat. What is it called on TV? Rerun. 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 We'll do a rerun. Yeah. This, well, this, this is, is the, the this is the real leftovers, right? Yeah. Like this is what a leftover actually is. It's that yeah. thing that you know you should just go ahead and eat instead of ordering something else and making something else. And as they and said, then you're eating it and you're like, hey, this is actually pretty good. Right. If you know? you've been looking at your own news, you're seeing with the COVID, you know, the restrictions lifting. Yeah. You're seeing people getting out going on vacation now everybody's stir crazy it was great for me when i went out it was if you know traffic i haven't taken that trailer out to, for almost three years traffic is back to pre-pandemic levels Ugh, uh, yeah there's yeah that's I'm not gonna miss that's a downer we we experienced that on friday because we went on um oh happy belated juneteenth everyone oh yes sorry about listener. that so uh, we had Juneteenth off. Um, we got it off before it was actually declared a federal holiday. I'll just say this. Um, so uh, we went up to look at some campsites. And, um, you know, we were coming back on Friday. It was like six almost. And I thought, okay, you know, we should be good. Oh, yeah. hell no. It was yeah. like fucking regular traffic. Uh, that's because, um, you know, people are like, eh. I'd rather work. You know what I'm saying? Oh, you mean on Juneteenth? 
Yes. Oh, it has yeah. no significance. No, to... I, I was thinking not because of Juneteenth. I was just thinking that we would still be in a little bit of the pandemic traffic flow. Oh. But no, yeah. that's it's no. it's right and, back. And to... you, like any other holiday, you would think the same thing. But people want to make statements. Yeah, I didn't even think about it as a holiday because I knew yeah. I know not everybody was going to have it off. Like some people had it off. Some people didn't. Some people don't even know why they, they it should be a holiday. Don't think it should exactly. be a holiday. Nor are they willing to do their research. Yeah, they don't. You know, they don't want nothing. Um, yeah. But that's another topic for another yeah. show. Maybe Until I'm now, we can maybe get the professor to come. I actually emailed him that. today and said, oh, so okay. professor, if you're listening, I did send you an email today and I want him to come on and talk about this movement to ban critical race theory in teaching. Oh, that's a good one. I, think I that, like that. I think he would be a very spectacular special guest for that topic. Yeah, um, because we've, we've talked sure. a little bit about it here and we've, you know, you just keep seeing more and more like fucking Idaho, fucking Texas has some bill in which they're going to say how they have to talk about things. Yeah. Oh, my God. It's. Yeah. And did you hear bad. the Texas governor out there wanting to build the wall? Oh, and God. I'm like, dude, half of your population died because of the damn electric grid. Don't you think that takes more priority? Yeah. No. And and what they're not talking about is it failed in the winter. It's going to fail in the summer too because oh, of yeah. the heat and the use of like of AC. So not only are people going to freeze, they're also going to burn up. Let's talk about why we can't talk about racism and why we yeah. can't teach racism. Because right. we might make people feel bad. Right. I don't make... want my kids feeling bad. Right. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> well, but right. we're okay with other people feeling bad. Well, of course. Again, the complexion mm -hmm. for the protection. And then they would probably say, well, my kid's a good kid, so he wouldn't do that. Or she yeah. wouldn't do that. Or yeah. they wouldn't do that. They do. You do. You do it all the time. But anyways. Okay. So maybe the professor, we can get him. Yeah. Um, we can get him in uh, what two weeks? Yeah, we'll we'll have to we'll have to stay on it. Um, so thanks for listening and uh, subscribe, rate, review, all that good stuff. And until next time, stay nos cool. Vemos, yes, and stay cool. Adios, Daisy. Daisy, what's your safe word? What's your safe word, Daisy?